The views and opinions expressed by the guests on the following program do not necessarily represent those of Mark Radio, The Shepherd, or its advertisers. From the studios of The Shepherd Radio Network, it's Afternoons with Mike. This next hour is all about our walk with Jesus with local pastors, newsmakers, people who are making a difference for the gospel. Now, here is your host, Mike Gilland. Hey everyone, welcome back to yet another edition of Afternoons with Mike. And on the line with me, a a lady that I have come to respect her zeal, her passion, her energy. It, uh, it's uh, even talking about it kind of gives me a, a moment to sit down because I've got to take my breath. I don't know how she does everything she does, but on the line with me is Crystal Parker from the U S Christian chamber. Good morning. Uh, everyone. Hi, Mike. And this is a big week for the Christian chamber. And of course it's not only uh, uh, every week for you is a busy week in terms of meeting with the people and that you work with in the business that are in the uh, Christian chamber. Uh, but you also almost simultaneously to becoming the president of the Central Florida Christian Chamber, you began this thing called the U.S. Christian Chamber. And that was also in your heart to kind of expand what was going on here and see it happen in other areas of the country. And with that, I mean, that just kind of took traction pretty quickly into your tenure, didn't it? It really did. Yes, I just, uh, coming in, the Lord showed me thousands of people in the chamber. And and it was really interesting because at the time, we were just struggling a little bit. Uh, COVID had just hit Mike, and you know what that did to oh, yeah. uh, organizations and I just, I kind of smile now thinking about it, but won't God do it? He'll give you that vision and not the playbook. And you just have to fully rely and trust him. And it's so great because I, that way we don't get confused that we did anything. It's all God. He has really given you that vision. And you mentioned the distinction between the playbook and the vision. That's really a good way to say it because we don't know how every little detail is going to work out when we have the vision to do something. It's so true, and I think oftentimes we want to try to do it in our human mind, and that'll only take us so far, and if we really just focus on God, it's what I say is progressive revelation. You know, we always want that floodlight. We want to see everything, but oftentimes it's a flashlight, and it's trusting Him and just walking in step with Him, and I know sometimes when God gives us that vision, our human nature is okay, thousands, then that means I got to go do this. Right. And we get out ahead of God. And when we get out ahead of God, we lose that hedge of protection for how God wants to cover us and protect us and grow us and step us into the calling that he has placed in that vision for our life. You know, he promised us a lamp unto our feet, not a floodlight, Mm. not a searchlight. (laughs) I wish I could get that floodlight, but you're absolutely right. <laughs> we don't <laughs> always know. Us. Yeah, we don't always know what step five is or step six or step 10, but he does open the way for us to go. And, you know, I had, um, I know you know of this man, David Taylor was on my program yesterday. Wow. And, and I really just love that guy's vision, his faith, oh. uh, his obedience to the Lord and uh, he talked about, as believers, he said something that I'd, I don't think I'll ever forget. He said, "With when you are a Christian, there's always the next step. 
there's always something beyond what we're doing right now that God is going to be leading us to. He doesn't put us in stagnant water. He doesn't put wow. us in a place where we're just going to, with monotonous, do that uh, monotonous activity, do that same thing over and over. He, there's always mm. new territory to walk and claim. And I, I think that's beautiful. Well, I have got to go pull that podcast because I have such great respect for that man and what God's doing and done through him. Uh, but I really like what you said there. And I think that stagnation, that's bondage for uh, people because if you're complacent, and it's funny because Mike, I don't know if you know this or not, but John Maxwell will not use that C word. He will not say complacency. He will no, not I didn't use know that. The word. No, he won't. He calls it the C word. He won't use it. And, um, but I do believe that when we are complacent or stagnant, that that's right where the enemy wants us. It's, it's a place where you don't have to trust God. It's a place where you can just go about your day and, and just be comfortable and not really reach people for the kingdom and not do anything that is, um, you know, is, is, is moving people to know Christ. It's just the place where the enemy's not going to mess with you there either. You know, you're going to have easy days and green pastures and, uh, and nothing's going to really challenge you to get out of that comfort zone. And so I'm glad you brought that up because I tell you, I do this afraid every single day. Um, you know, even putting together the first U.S. Christian Business Expo and National Conference, I was terrified. And then I thought, you know, after hearing the the results and the reviews and the comments about the expo, I thought, well, this was a great one, but I don't want to do it again because we can't top it. You know, it's like a fear. Every single day I do something afraid. I get it. You know, when I was... Um... <laughs> that reminds me. It's a funny thing. It reminds me of what a friend of mine told me one time. And I think we're all tempted to believe this. Uh, we were bringing in up in Gainesville, we were bringing in lots and lots of artists uh, to our church. And they were big name artists that mm -hmm. in the Christian music world that people knew. And we had a lot of people that weren't part of our church that would come and watch these concerts. Uh, but the last one I did, and th this uh, friend of mine, he he's it was with Stephen Curtis Chapman who was oh, my I know that name. Oh yeah. <laughs> it was really it was really wonderful and my friend looked at me and he goes, "Well, what are you going to do next? You know, who are you going to bring in next that can top this?" I think that fear that you're talking about is something that it does it keeps a lot of people from making those next steps because they think, well, gosh, I've hit the pinnacle of my life. I've done the very best job. There could never be another conference that would ever top this one. There's never going to be a yes. group of people. There's never going to be a business sale day that's going to be as good or, or you know, and it, it can just lull us to sleep and uh, may, or make us f afraid to step yeah. out. But we never, ever outwear God. I mean, he's wow. always got new things. Wow. Well, it, it's um, your story reminded me of um, uh, the, the founder of Spanx, okay? And she said that when she was young, her brother and her would sit at the table and her dad would make them, you know how you, when you're sitting around the table with your kid, you say, tell me what was the best part of your day or whatever, you know, just to have sure. a conversation. Well, their dad would say to them, I, he would make them come with a failure every day. How did you fail today? 
And he really got them comfortable with embracing failure. And because I think so many people are afraid to fail and it's fail forward, you know, and, and, you know, at the end of the day, God will never fail you or forsake you. And so if it maybe is a failure, according to what the world says, maybe a business or, um, you know, something that you did that didn't have the results that you thought that you wanted them to have, that doesn't mean that God can't use that, that experience, the lessons that you learned along the way um, to to prepare and to position you for that next step. Again, back to that, what David said, it's always a next step. There's always something behind it. And oftentimes what I've seen in business is your greatest success comes and follows a failure. That's so well said. I agree completely. And you know, I think about the Bible verse, the righteous fall seven times, but they get, they they get back up. I mean, so there's an implication. There's, there's an inference there that we're going to fall. We're going to make mistakes. There are going to be times we, we realize that we open our eyes and we're, (laughs) we see ground because that's, we're face down. We've blown it. We've fallen, but we get back up again because a faith in the Lord that we believe that, and the Bible teaches that we are going forward. We're not going down. We're going forward. And wow. that's where, you know, in the Chronicles of Narnia, I just think it's mm-hmm. upward and onward that the way it, the, the Chronicles ended so full of faith that this journey uh, that in life is, is going to be onward and upward. It's mm-hmm. we're going forward. We can't, can't sit around and that that brings me to you uh you know you were a bit of a of a success story out west when you were out there uh and i love this story because some people i think we we talk about that kind of coming to a point of uh, happiness and we don't want anything to change uh Mm -hmm. that could have happened to you out there and uh, i'm not sure exactly what all the motivations were that made you leave, but uh, give us just a little bit of the a background for people that may have not heard your story before of what you were doing out West. Well, I basically started my career as a college dropout stocking, stocking shelves in a truck parts store in a little town, um, out in Southwest Kansas, a very little town. Uh, my hometown was 300 people in that uh, Moscow, Kansas, and I had a total, get ready, of seven in my graduating class. Wow. Uh, my, <laughs> my first job was uh, at 4-H raising pigs. We'd raise pigs every summer, and then we'd go to 4-H and sell them, and that's how I bought my first car and everything. So it was really, um, you know, I always learned about working hard and, and money, you know, from having those jobs. We started lawn mowing businesses. We were quite entrepreneurial, my brother and I. So when I went to college and dropped out, boy, did I feel like a failure coming all the way back home with my tail between my legs. And and uh, it's one of those situations. It's such a small town that I know people knew I was coming back before I even got back. But I had nowhere to go. And I had, uh, when we talk about failure, let me tell you, that was a tough one to uh, to overcome mm. and so I thought well I've, I've got to go to work and I've got to start from somewhere and, and uh, I mean I was get ready of the class of seven I was the co-valedictorian like I was going somewhere Mike I was supposed to, to take the world by storm and here I am starting over uh, as a uh, temporary worker stocking shelves in a truck parts store 
And uh, that's right where God wanted me, right where he wanted me. Yeah, the beginning was not to be the end. No, but it could have been. It could it have really been. really could have been. I think mm-hmm. that's the real thing. Now, you went from that. Uh, I know that you didn't just stay a dropout because I, I know that you went to a fairly recognizable school at some point. So, <laughs> Yes, yeah. So um, I, you know, obviously worked through that. Uh, the truck parts store, they ended up hiring me. And um, that little business, which was a subsidiary of one of the oil and gas companies, one of the big ones, uh, didn't work out. So they basically sold that off. But they happened to have a secretary position available at the front desk. And so I took that. And that's where I started uh, really cutting my teeth in business and falling in love with just business. I really enjoyed it very much. Um, I took several different promotions and opportunities and believe it or not, I mean, this is a but God story. Within 12 years of being, you know, starting at that truck parts store, I got my bachelor's degree in psychology um, and I became the youngest executive in a Fortune 199 oil and gas company. Um, I was a psychology major in a sea of engineers and predominantly men. There were 60 male or 60 officers, and I was the fifth female and the youngest, just to give you the perspective. And I don't say it to say, wow, look at me. Um, but at the time, I thought it would look at me. I would, oh man, I thought I really did it, you know, but it was really God's calling and story and, and uh, part of my journey to prepare me for where I am today. Now that uh, job like that, when you're talking about being someone who's a psychology major in a sea of engineers, that had to be intimidating and some natural to your, just to your way of thinking in the mornings, right? I certainly had to learn to communicate different. I mean, what the, the blessing of it was the organization really prepared me. So I, I ended up with my master's in marketing and then they sent me to um, Harvard Business School um, for senior executive leaders and even and I even had some uh, leadership training at Oklahoma State University and, and several other different training pieces along the way wow. but they taught me in the, in in the very beginning again this is a fortune 199 company they put a lot of money in training and development of their people and I got disc which is a personality assessments and and profiling really early in my career so i learned to communicate with these engineers they communicate different and so many times i think people think that when you communicate with someone it's about how you are heard you know it's about what you say yeah. and in all reality it's communicate it's learning to communicate in their style and to learn like engineers love data and facts and analytics and processes and steps and i'm a visionary and i like concepts and i like to talk with my hands and i like to close and that really shuts them down and so just learning to communicate was a huge piece of of being able to be successful with men specifically engineers and uh, when i brought the psychology side of that and learned to work with them I was able to be very successful and lead large teams. Um, And I think that was a big part of of my career advancement. You know, what you've just said really falls in line with what I learned as a young pastor when we were going to uh, different conferences and getting trained in counseling 
from uh, places like CCEF uh, and the Counseling Federation up there in uh, the north, the Northeast, they would tell us things like this. Communication is not what is spoken or said. It is what is heard. Mm. And, and I think that is so important. I think a lot of couples need to learn that, married couples, because <laughs> the, the ability to communicate one with another, uh, uh, men are especially bad at this. They think that because we said it, we assume we said it correctly, we assume we said it clearly, and we assume that the people who heard us say it understood exactly <laughs> when none of those three things can actually be reality. So we've got to realize that what we're wanting to convey uh, is actually coming through and being understood. And, and wow. Crystal, I've just learned that a great thing that uh, say to another person when you when you're talking and maybe maybe there's a conflict, maybe there's something that's difficult, I'll ask them, what what is it that you're hearing me say right now? What what is your understanding oh. of what I've just said? And and not in a threatening way or not in a you know an angry way at all. Just ask them honestly. No, really, I want to know what is it. And and sometimes I found in my in my own life, I found it that I was shocked that what they heard me say was not what I intended to say. Wow. Um, I, I love that. Thank you for sharing that. When you were saying that, Mike, I was just thinking about how blessed you are to do this work that you do because you're getting exposure daily to people that are just experts in their respective industries. And uh, to hear you grow in that way is neat. And, and I know that your audience feels the same way because they get to listen in and eavesdrop on really great conversations where there's just nuggets of wisdom like that. So I think that's fantastic. I know when I wrote my book, uh, I, the, the chapter that has the most pages is on communication because uh -huh. it is so important. Well, I, I believe it is too. My guest is Crystal Parker. She is the president of the Christian Chamber at the U.S. Christian Chamber is having its big expo, the Business Expo, uh, this coming Thursday and Friday. We'll talk more about that in a moment. We'll be back in just a moment. This is Afternoons with Mike. Are you looking for the right franchise to open your own business? Green Flag Franchise has the experience and knowledge to help match your business plan with your goals and values. Is your business ready to become a franchise? Green Flag Franchise will help you explore the potential and benefits of franchising your existing company. For a free consultation and coaching, visit GreenFlagFranchise.com. That's GreenFlagFranchise.com. Palm Beach Atlantic University Orlando offers three distinct areas of study. An evening Master's of Science in Clinical Mental Health Counseling, an evening Bachelor's of Science in Human Services, and our new Daytime Bachelor's of Science in Nursing. All of our courses are offered at our beautiful campus on Millennia Boulevard. For more information or to schedule a tour, call 844-PBA-ORLANDO. That's 844-PBA-ORLANDO. Back again with a very busy lady today who uh, is preparing for a major expo. And this is going to be this year at First Baptist. It's the U.S. Christian Chamber Business Expo and National Conference. And uh, by national, we do mean national. You're bringing in some great names. Uh, but we'll talk more about this in segment three as well. But go ahead right now and kind of go through the lineup of uh, who is going to be at this year's expo. Oh, wow. Well, I mean, the <laughs> we've got two 
incredible days. We have 25 speakers. Uh, we had to have uh, an incredible business, uh, Christian business chamber member. Um, he has a chauffeur company and that he's blessing the Christian chamber with. To, he created the manifest for each one of these speakers that are flying in. Of the 25 speakers, I think we're looking at arrivals from 15 different states. Oh, my goodness. Coming in, flying in. So we've got flights, hotels. We've got to move people from here to there. And we didn't want our speakers to come into City Beautiful, City Orlando, and have to figure out, um, you know, grab an Uber or a taxi or car. <laughs> we wanted them We wanted them taken care of. We wanted to really show them Orlando and show them the love and, and, uh, and support that they had coming in here. But our lineup is, it's bananas, Mike. It really is. It's a, it's a bug God story of who we have coming in. So we have sort of three different segments and we have a kingdom women of tomorrow event and high level on that one. We've got the founder of Georgia Christian business network. We've got the founder of Blinger coming in, the president of National Association of Christian Entrepreneur Women. Uh, we've got a uh, woman that owns a large construction company out of Jacksonville and uh, another woman that owns a counseling um, uh, a counseling service. So that's just the beginning for the Christian business women. And then in our VIP roundtables, we have 10 business experts that are going to lead people through topics like mental health in the issues in the workplace, which we know are a big deal right now. Um, better family, better work life. Uh, Terrence Chapman with Victorious Families. Um, Richard Buckley with uh, Corporate Chaplains of America. Mm -hmm. uh, David Dockison with uh, Neighborliness. He wrote a book. Um, he's just got an incredible message. We've got one that that people are talking about, which is spiritual warfare for your business. Okay, get let that sink in for a minute with Latondra versus in Heaven. Spiritual warfare for your business. How to go to war spiritually to protect your business and advance it. Uh, I think so many people miss that opportunity. We've, I mean, I could get this list and go down this list. Uh, we've got HR professional uh, Don Simply was simply the best that's giving a round table. So the round tables, as you can imagine, Landon Connor, uh, he's talking about branding. So there's five going on at one time. And so the sad part for our VIP attendees is they have to pick one of those five to mm -hmm. go to. And people are really conflicted right now. <laughs> and then after the first session is over, then they're gonna get to pick another round table to go to. There'll be five different ones going on at the same time. And then something crazy happened. Uh, we started to have such an interest in Christian Chambers, what the Central Florida Christian Chamber Group is doing from people that were from out of state coming in, they said, I just, after probably the seventh inquiry and person that's coming in, uh, he's coming in from Milwaukee for this conference. He has just decided, let me just put a round table, a 90 minute breakout session for people that are interested or are running Christian chambers in their communities. And I have got confirmation uh, from the International Christian Chamber of Commerce. They're sending one of their board members, Brian Kate, to be in attendance for this breakout session. Wow. So that just happened. 
So Friday, we're calling Friday the fireworks. That's where we're starting the day out. Uh, Pastor George Cope with Vision Orlando, he's going to lead us in a prayer. And we're going to have, you know, he says, can I have five minutes? Well, when you give Pastor Cope five minutes, you know, it's powerful. (laughs) So he's, you know, really starting this off with bringing in the Lord. Uh, My daughter, Mike, is singing the national anthem for us. And yeah, really special. And then we're starting out with one hour of worship with Mac Powell. And Mac Powell is formerly the lead singer of Third Day. And what I really like about starting out with that hour of worship is it's unplugged. I mean, it's it literally, think about it like this. We'll have 450, 500 people in the room. It's like getting a private concert, yeah, honestly, sure. with Mac Powell. So I think that's going to be really special and a really neat way. It's just he's traveling in with just him and his guitarist. So you can kind of get the vibe of what's going to be happening in the room and we're just going to lead with worship and i think oftentimes so many people have really kind of fallen out of churches and that you know they might check in with a church online or whatever but you're missing that worship element and that is crucial Mm -hmm. in revelation and so we're really starting out with that that element so we've got mac powell following him we've got naisha harrington after Naisha, we've got Joshua Washington, who's going to be talking about resilience. And then Howard Partridge was, I don't know if he's been on your show. He has. Okay. So you uh, know about Howard Partridge. He's yes. dynamic. His story is incredible. And he's going to be talking about his book, Monday Morning Christian and Kingdom Leadership and how important that is. He just sent me a, a copy of that book. I've read it. It's awesome. Yeah. It is awesome. It's definitely a great read. And he's going to have 500 books at this conference that he's going to be selling and signing. And I think people, I just, I'm really excited for people to get that and jump into that book. So we're breaking for lunch and then we're going to come back. We're starting out with Susan O. Now she's my most controversial speaker. And she and I are going to do an interview style session with her. Now, what makes her controversial? Well, here's what it is. For a while, her title, she's running a $70 billion hedge fund. Let me get $70 billion hedge fund. She's now the investment director for that, for the Pennsylvania Schools Employment um, Pension Fund, basically. But for, um, for some time, she was the direct uh, research director of research for ESG. Well, as we've heard a lot about ESG and people, you know, there's a lot of woke ideology um, that's layered in that. And so with her being the investment research director of that people, I had someone even tell me, and I'll share this on stage and I've told her about it, but I've had someone say, I really want to promote your conference in my network but I'm really concerned about her. I don't know if I can. <laughs> I had people sending me videos on ESG and how are we bringing her in? I, I think she'd be a great on your show because her heart and her light is shining so bright to change what is happening in this industry. Wow. Um, this is her first time to step, I mean, she's spoken Bloomberg and all these big conferences but this is her first time to step on a stage for a Christian 
expo or national conference like this. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is a real, uh, really neat opportunity. I think people are going to be blessed by that. She's leading the conversation on kingdom commerce. As we all know, and it's proven statistically, faith-driven CEOs outperform their peers. Mm. And it's true because their ability to create culture. And she, and that's how I met her. She had heard me on a podcast, read my book, and said, I need to meet her uh, because of my talking about the human capital in an organization and how that can create the culture. So that's how we met. And we've just been fast friends. I'm excited for people to hear her. Um, and then we've got an incredible lineup following that. We've had Howard, or not Howard, but we've got Paul Newberger with C-Suite for Christ. Right. We, yeah, I know. It's so exciting. I had Andrea on the show, show as well. So yeah, that's right. So you're getting real familiar with uh, some of these organizations. Jason Noble, who's been on the show, he's going to come in and uh, talk about ethics mm-hmm. in your workplace and how having a culture and ethic base of Christ can lead to breakthroughs in the organization. So mm. that's going to be fun. And then we're going to wrap it up with legacy with coach Lou Holtz. Wow. And so <laughs> this is the lineup. It's, like I said, this is all but God. He's a man of inspiration. That is quite a lineup. All right. My goodness. <laughs> Uh, you, I, it just makes my mind boggle. And you're right. With that much uh, of a of group coming in, a big of a group, there's a lot of uh, little logistics that you've got to work out about this. Otherwise, it's like, welcome to Uberville, right? <laughs> That's right. And we, we really want to set the standard. You know, our our mission is to help Christian businesses succeed. It really is. To build the kingdom, build businesses, and build the community. It's citywide transformation. Um, To help businesses be successful, Christian businesses need to excel. They need to be that city set on a hill. They cannot be hidden. Their service needs to be better. The cultures are better, and it's true. Um, So as as, as an organization that's leading U.S. Christian Business Expos and National Conferences, then we've got to practice what we teach we've got to have a excellence i we have nearly 50 volunteers coming in and don simply is uh, leading that uh with me and it's great because we've got these great hands but if we don't have organization behind it we just got people standing around we you know everybody's got to know their team we've had already three different meetings and and uh have gone over all the different roles and everything because we want people the minute they walk in we want people to feel at home mm-hmm. we want because we don't want them focused on any of the logistical things that have to take place or they can't experience what god's doing because they're looking at you know this it reminded me when i was i uh, went on a ride me and geo were on a ride at universal and the ride broke down while we were going through it and yeah well and it 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 really did and so they tried to get it fixed first after a while they couldn't so they did what i'm sure they did not want to do they turned the lights on to get us through it when they turn the lights on now all of a sudden we got to see how the magic was created it was green screens and it was we were on this pod you know and you think you're flying in the air and 
all these things that in your mind were part of the ride now become the technical pieces. And now I never ride the ride the same way because the magic's gone. And so what we want to do is the minute somebody pulls up to the parking lot, steps out of their car, we want them to know that all these details have been taken care of so that they can come in and really enjoy the conference, grow their business, get whatever it is that God is speaking to them um, through this, through the speakers and be able to go back into their community, back into their business and be that light and serve with excellence as a kingdom leader and create God's economy across this nation. You know, sometimes when you're planning events, and I know this is true regardless of the kind of event it is, but uh, people have said before that the greatest failures can happen in the smallest details. And, Mm. you know, I think that that's so true. And it sounds like, though, you're working as hard as one can possibly work to make sure that that uh, adage, if it is indeed uh, any truth to that, that it's not going to happen at this one because you've got all of these people, you've got 70 volunteers that are coming. Um, This is big, and I, I just can't imagine. Now, I know first... Uh, Baptist Orlando is the site of Faith Hall. Where will the actual meetings, the like the big sessions, like with Lou Holtz, where will that be held? Yep. So all of all of the Friday events are downstairs in the state on stage side. So we've got a we've got thirty seven exhibitors, Christian business exhibitors from all over the nation, mm. um, Christian. Uh, the Christian Employees Alliance, CEA, out of Washington, is one of our exhibitors. Uh, so these guys are lobbying in Washington for Christian business. And so really excited that, to have them come in. Um, NRB um, is one of our exhibitors. Yes. The Shepherd, my, my guy right here I'm talking to on the phone. The Shepherd's going to be on the floor. And you guys are going to be doing interviews. Yes, I'll have, so- uh, I'll have the whole setup there. I'm so excited about that. And so this expo floor side of it, 37 exhibitors, that's free to the public. You don't even need a ticket to come. We just want people to come out and network and experience what Christian business is, make key connections, and we want them to do it on us. So that part is free. Then it's separated by an air wall. And on the other side, stage side, is where we're going to have all of the the main stage speakers Mm -hmm. on Friday. Mm. Wow, that sounds so great. And I know that people who have uh, been lovers of sports can't help but know Lou Holtz and uh, all all of these people, like you mentioned, Jason Noble, the real-life pastor of the movie Breakthrough. You mentioned the word Breakthrough, but that was also the title of the, the movie that he, was, uh, he found himself in. It wasn't a, just a movie. It was a real-life story. And he found himself as being the pastor in what turns out to be what many people believe a mighty miracle from God that this young man who had broke through the ice and was was technically dead and and God just uh, made brought him back and he's doing great today. And the pastor uh, who was involved in that is Jason Noble. And so, boy, that's got to be exciting for him to see all of the things that God's brought in his life since that moment. He walks in a room. We've had him speak for us before. When Jason walks in a room, this guy has seen a modern-day Lazarus. This is no joke. This young man was dead. Yeah. 68 minutes. No pulse, no breath, no air. 68 minutes. 
and his mom came in and touched his legs, called on the Holy Spirit. And this young man came back to life. Wow. So Jason was the pastor at in this community and he witnessed and experienced what the what the medical world said was not possible. They said, well, he can't, he's alive, but he'll never walk out of here. He'll right. never be the same. He'll never. Jason experienced it, prayed, led a community and saw a community transformed by this miracle. And let me tell you, when Jason walks in a room, he carries an anointing with him that is a man that saw God bring somebody back from the dead and transform a city. Unbelievable. This man is going to be talking about breakthrough. My guest is Crystal Parker. We're up against a break. We'll be back in just a moment. This is Afternoons with Mike. EC Waters Air Conditioning and Heat serves all your comfort needs. With over 40 years experience, EC Waters is a top trained comfort specialist, earning customers for life with integrity. No wonder EC Waters Air Conditioning and Heat has earned a 4.6 or higher out of 5 rating and reviews across all major online platforms. For all your comfort needs, Call 407-603-9144 or visit ecwaters.com. Turning 65 or already on Medicare? Have you tried to compare Medicare supplement plans? Are you sick and tired of the awful TV commercials where washed-up football players confuse you even more? Speak with a licensed independent insurance agent today. Call 407-965-4166 now. Or visit Affordable One Insurance in Winter Park, Florida, and discuss what is important for you. Be sure to ask us about dedicated senior medical centers. The time always flies by when I have Crystal Parker on. She's the president of the Central Florida Christian Chamber and also the U.S. Christian Chamber, uh, something that uh, kind of is launched and is going and uh, my goodness, just to look at the response that you're getting from all of these people coming in from all of these different states, speakers, uh, kind of like Lou Holtz, Jason Noble, uh, all the rest, Howard Partridge. These are people that are going to bring a lot of experience, a wealth of knowledge, and uh, uh, just a lot of fun to this big <laughs> event that's going to be held down at First Baptist, First Orlando. And it's going to be this coming Thursday and Friday. And uh, you know, we just were talking at the end of segment two about this amazing miracle that happened with uh, Jason Noble and his seeing this young man. Uh, how long did you say the, the young man was was he was literally technically dead. dead, medically speaking, folks? Yes. For how long? Sixty-eight minutes. Oh, my goodness. Now, every person in the healthcare field uh, would say th that doesn't sound possible. And in the natural, of course, it isn't possible. Mm. And it's mm. not every day that we see such a miracle happen. And none of us would know all of the ins and outs as to why God chose to have that happen when yeah. it did. But that's God's business, not ours. And uh -huh. he, he has this way of doing what we don't think he can do. But uh, he, he's doing it again. And in a real way, Crystal, I think you would agree with this, to kind of transition to the, the uh, public side of coming in. I'm sure that when you look at the response that's happening right now, you would might have not have believed in the beginning that it could be like this <laughs> as well, right? Well, you certainly are reading my heart right now because as you were talking, it reminded me some of the early days of the Christian Chamber and Ezekiel that is where God had me and 
as he was walking through the valley of the bones, right? Exceedingly dry bones. Dry bones. Exceedingly dry bones, which means they've been dead dry for a long time. And, um, and, and when the answer, God is the answer, when the answer asks him a question, right? God's the answer. The answer asks the question, which I just, I found so, so neat. And he says, can these dry bones live or whatever? Exactly yes, that's, was, that's real close. Live. Yes. Okay. And I love the I, answer I, that Ezekiel I, gave him too. That's the answer. Say it, only, you know, God. Only you. Only you know God. And so there's been many days that I would say, you know, he gives the vision and then there's the challenges and the struggle and all that thing and that comes along with it. And I just remember so many times asking God, can these dry bones, exceedingly dry bones live? Can this, can this business um, work? Can this happen? And I, it turned me back to God every time. And I said, only you know God. Only you know God. Just do the next right thing, whatever it is, because that was how it, it all worked for these bones was step by step, God ordered him what to do. And mm. before you know it, there's an army, right? Standing. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's the, that's the answer is only you know God. But like you said, why does God choose to do things and other things not? Well, we'll never know the whole plan, but we will know God and God's the answer. And so as long as we're continuing to do what God is telling us to do as we're being led and we're being obedient, you know, Angie Sella, I love her story. She's one of our speakers and her, she is the founder of Blinger and God brought this to her dream and to a dream and it took she's a single mom of four and she sold her dream house to and put everybody in a small apartment because she was being obedient to what god told her to do and for i think it was four and a half years mike she as she's trying to build this thing that god showed her in her dream Mm. for four and a half years she struggled she hit brick walls uh, but she just kept being obedient to what she believed god was telling and and leading her to do and now let's she's a self-made multi-millionaire wow who has this product and now she's morphing into a, another product launch and she's written a book um uh that is about her journey with blinger and it all started with a dream from god and her obedience. And people are going to be wanting to know, how can I have one of those dreams, right? <laughs> yes. My goodness. Yes. That's a mm-hmm. great story. Angie Sella, she'll be there. Uh, you know, one of the things that strikes me, again, is so unique about this year's expo and what you've done. I don't know how many conferences I've gone to. It'd be in the hundreds in my lifetime. I don't think I have ever remember one where you can come to the expo part without being a registered participant in the whole event. I mean, that's just not typical, but that is an an aspect of what you're doing for this, which is giving people an opportunity to come and walk through that expo floor and uh, talk to people and it, it, uh, it, it not be really anything that they have to shell out for. Yep, that's right. Um, I have to respond on the Angie Sella when you said uh, we wish that God would give us these dreams. 
I would I would bet Mike that so many people have been given these dreams. Mm. There's so many amazing ideas buried in the cemetery. And so I don't know, I just feel led to 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 say that no matter if you had the dream years ago, it's not too late. God can still use you. Um, you know, we see people in their seventies and eighties just on fire for the Lord, following what being obedient. Um, and it really just takes not giving up and listening to the Lord. So it kind of goes back to the beginning of our conversation where we were talking about, you know, God, uh, using us and not being complacent. Right. And so I don't, I don't know who this is for that's listening today or maybe listening to the podcast, but I just really believe that there's somebody that God's trusted with a a dream that only you can carry that out. Your skill set, your experiences, your past, your background, however it may look, it may look like a college dropout. You may say, but I'm not qualified. I don't know what's holding you back, but it's you that's holding you back. God's waiting for you to step into your purpose and calling and it's not too late. So I just feel really led to share that right now. That's great. Glad you did. So let's go back to the expo. Okay. So the floor, the the expo floor being free. I'm, I'm with you. I've been to hundreds of conferences too. And we do for safety purposes. We want to know everybody that's in there. So they will need to stop by the yes desk at the U S Christian chamber. Yes desk and get a badge uh, so that we know who's on the floor but there's no cost. We want it to be free. We want to be able to put a spotlight on Christian business. Now, why 37 exhibitors? Because that's as many as I could stuff in there. We have a waiting, we have a waiting list of about 10 and I'm still today even getting calls about, do you have room for me to exhibit? I'm like, it's Friday people. (laughs) No, we're, we have a major waiting list, which really leads me to think that next year we need to get a bigger exhibit space so that we can be able to serve more people and grow this expo portion of the conference because uh, people are really excited about being able to be on the net on the expo floor to network to make key connections to be able to just grow your resource base right. and that's really what we do with the christian chamber it's just on a, a on a different scale but it's the same concept build the kingdom build business and build the community and when we all come together and we do that together we really make a bigger impact for the kingdom boy that is well said you know when i think uh, i just had a thought about you crystal and i'm uh, there's so many things that I think a lot of people who are looking and realizing that this thing is already, like like you uh, have mentioned, it's already going to be well attended. That's a guarantee at this point. Uh, You've got such a lineup that is just amazing. And I think a lot of people would look at this and they would say, number one, how can this be in an economy like what we have today? But it's almost like your whole tenure with the chamber has been birthed in those impossibilities. And number one, you began for crying out loud in the in the middle of a pandemic. I mean, 2020, let's face it, folks, that that year was not the uh, uh, vision year that we thought it was going to be. Uh, I, you know, with the, I began that year thinking, Lord, I want to have 2020 foresight instead of hindsight. 
Yeah, me and, too. <laughs> and, and, uh, well, and, and 2020 was different than what we all thought. But not only that, you guys are continuing now to thrive in spite of the pandemic. Now in an economy that is in the news every day, it's not the greatest time right now for businesses. And yet there's enthusiasm. There is excitement. There are people who are investing to come and they're anxious to hear from all of these speakers in a time and in a context of difficulty. Now, I think that's just success right there all by itself. Thank you. I, I think the biggest thing, the takeaway here is we are in a difficult economy and every resource, it, it goes back to the, the story of the woman with the jars of oil and in the Bible, you know, she's, she's going to lose everything and her sons are going to be sold into slavery. Her husband died, left some debt. And he said to her, I think it was, was it Ezekiel or Elijah? I get it, not Ezekiel, Elijah that said to the woman, um, what do you have? And she said, I just have a little, bit of oil well in today's society the new currency is your relationships and when you learn to leverage those relationships there's great value there like let's take for example the speaker lineup the speakers i remember when i took over the chamber a couple years ago i was in moscow because my father passed away and we were in the middle of this pandemic and so we were kind of scared to even get nobody was flying nobody was doing anything so i couldn't get back to orlando and I remember telling my mom, I don't know how I'm even going to book a speaker. I don't know anybody. I do not know anybody. And look at what God's done now. It's not because of what Crystal's done. It's what God's done through connections, resources, and the people that I know. Somebody knew somebody that knew somebody that knew somebody else. And that is currency. When people really learn the value of community, and coming together and and referring, supporting, praying for, serving, doing business with, there is great, great value in that. And that is how, as a community, we come together and we create this culture that is different than what the world says. It's a biblical culture, a biblical worldview on how to do business. And that's how we create God's economy. And that will spread across this nation in a way I feel like that's contagious and uh, like wildfire. I believe it. And I think that God's going to do it. And this year is really going to, I believe, uh, be a pivotal year. And uh, you, you guys will be able to, to grow from this as you did last year, growing from the first one. Give us the website for where people can get all the information, all the details on this uh, expo that's coming up Thursday. Give us that website. It's uschristianchamber.com, uschristianchamber.com. All right, Crystal Parker, the president of the chamber. We're so happy that you've taken a time out of a busy, busy Wednesday to be with us. Thank you so much for doing that. And we wish the best. And I can't wait to see you down there Thursday. I'll see you Thursday, Mike. Thanks so much for the opportunity. Wait, wait a minute. That's now saying tomorrow. <laughs> oh, oh my goodness. We have a lot to do. Yes, well, we better get go. busy, Crystal. <laughs> <laughs> all right. That's all of our time. We thank you for joining us today. Hope to see you at the Expo. Until the next time, this is Mike Gillen on Afternoons with Mike. Mike.